to the back porch conjure. I am your host, Ifa Bayo. I want y'all to grab a seat, grab a blanket, grab a chair, pillow. I found out where the husband was. Those those pillows with the back support. Mmm, I was gonna get me one of those. I didn't know they existed. I just had to say that. I never knew that. I just thought they were pillows with the little armrest. I didn't know what they were really for. You know, when when I tell you, man, I learn new things and when I start researching and asking questions and being around people, it's like a world and open up. Now, I know some of y'all may sit there and say, she didn't know that. No, I did not. I didn't. I didn't even know. I just thought they were cute pillows with the little armrests on the side. But I didn't know they were good for your lower lumbar, for your cervical. If you got back problems, it gives you support. If you're pregnant, it gives you support. If you are, you have any kind of back surgeries, and some of them come with the pillows to elevate your legs if you got, you know, swollen ankles and stuff. You got cankles. Yeah, so it's a lot that go with them. Some of them come with heat massages. Some of them come with the with the um, massage inside of it. 
Some of it comes with a memory foam. So different ones go for different things that can give you support. It doesn't cure you. It gives you support, especially if you are always sitting, you know, if you're at a job and they have the thin ones, they have the thicker ones. They give you a more sturdier support. But especially if you're sitting at a job or your job details or you are, you're having back problems or you're recovering from surgery, your back, your lower lumbar, your legs, your ankles, those are good to have. I just thought I'd mention that. So you can grab a husband. So when I say that, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, get you something to drink. It's three o'clock somewhere, so I ain't going to sit here and judge. I remember when I first heard that song, you know, and um, I was a little girl. And I said, wow, you know, something like God bless the child that got some own. And them that got, she'll get, you know, and he talks about, right? <laughs> I love breaking songs down. He said, I've gotten down to my last pair of shoes. Can't even win a nickel bet. Because uh, them that got are them that gets, and I ain't got nothing yet. I'm sneaking in and, and out, ducking my landlord. All I seem to do is stay in debt. Because them that got, yeah, are them that gets. And I tell you, I ain't got nothing yet. That old saying, them that got are them that gets, is something I can't see. If you got to have something before you can get something. How do you get your first is still a mystery to me. I love that song, and it can be broken down in 50 million ways. But you came on my podcast, so let's talk about it. Let's chat. Let's unpack some things. Let's get some things in perspective. Let's make sure we're understanding each other. Right? Because sometimes we don't. Sometimes we rather opt out. First off, I remember my my godmother used to tell me, you need to sit down somewhere and you got to heal. I said, yeah, okay. I wanted something so bad that I wanted it more than breathing. I did. I can feel it. I can taste it. I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to share my stories. I wanted to be like my pops. You know, that was my role model. And my mom's. I wanted to share the stories like my grandfather and my grandmother and them on my father and mother's side. I wanted to, I was, I could see myself helping being a part of. I didn't see the ugly part. I guess you don't look for the dark side. You only see the rose colored road. I remember someone told me, and now that I think about it, he was right. I I can't complain about that. At times I see life through rose colored glasses because I'd rather see the good in you before I see the bad. I've learned over the years to see people just as they are and stop painting a picture that they themselves are not ready to see. I um, 
I had surgery on my back and my neck. I was walking around with a neck brace. I was still doing readings. I was still going to drummings with my godmother, like whatever it was. And she said, you know what? You need to sit down. But I wanted it so bad, right? And I remember I gave myself a few days because the doctor told me that. He said, look, get, you know, at least, at least stay in bed for five days. He said, if you give me that, then I know. I said, I got you. And I did. I stayed in that bed for five days. I only got up to go get my food, um, to use the restroom, to wash up. And I went right back into bed. I didn't move. Right? But I did take that time to kind of revamp and reposition and think of things. And my roommate, she was looking at all kinds of stuff on TV. So, you know... That's a whole new different story. So I had to watch what she was watching. And I seen where she liked to watch, you know, talk shows. Um, Jerry Springer and the other dude that did the spinoff with Jerry Springer. And all of the, the talk shows. Who's your baby daddy? Who's the baby mama? Where you cheating? All of that. Reality shows. You know, people that were, they looked rich, but they were playing a part. So, and she would base her life out of like that, but we was in a shelter. But to the outside world, if you saw her, she was dressed, had the best bags. What? When I tell you, girlfriend had Prada, Gucci, Louis. Now, don't come at me because I don't know if it's real or not. I didn't care. But I'm telling you how she was. We stayed in the shelter in the Holiday Inn in Manhattan. You had two people to a room, right? We had to clean up. Uh, they give you towels and stuff. They'll come in, change your beds Tuesdays and Thursdays. And um, you couldn't bring, like, you know, a lot of stuff there because they wasn't playing. It was two-bag minimum. Um, and you had to uh, keep your stuff clean. And when they did the... Room, you know, inspection, you can't have nothing under your bed and things like that. You had to utilize your closet. They did give you these little uh, army closets. And you had two. You had one for your roommate and one for you. It had a lock on it, but they had the combination just in case when they did the room search, they are searching stuff. But when I tell you my girl had the lace, she had the face beat, she had the sneakers, the boots, the coat. She had it all. And she mimicked her um, her life off of reality TV. Right? Makeup everywhere. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, one conversation. I said, listen, I do have... But they, they spoke to her, too. You know, the... Um, the director and stuff. They said, listen, she's coming in. She has her wounds. They are bandaged. It. You're more threat to her than she is ever to you. And you have to keep, like, your your makeup and all of that because it was everywhere. And well, come on, we are women. We know how to potter and all of that, get all over it, start tinting the bathroom and all that. So my doctor made sure, and they had to clean all that up. So it was a change for her. But she had to face reality. Ma, we, we homeless. This is shelter. You got rules to follow. On TV, they're getting paid to do something. You, you're not getting paid. But I'm not mad at you. I'm not here to knock your hustle. 
whatever it is, you know, do your thing. Do your thing, whatever it is. So <clears throat> she did. She lived the life of. So while I was laying there, I got to see not only the reality TV, but how someone was mimicking it. Now, did it work out in her favor? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do I subscribe to Fake It Till You Make It? Nah. I'd rather go through all of the avenues. That's why it takes me longer. It does. It takes me longer. Um, I'm 50-something years old, and I'm doing this. So, yeah, it takes me longer. It took me longer. Now, some people, they'll fake it till they make it. They'll front like they got it. You'll think they're in a great relationship. You'll think they got it going on. You think they are, you know, the cat's meow. I'm not here to pull a wig over your eyes or remove the cover. She wasn't hurting nobody. She really wasn't. She had all these followers. She would do her lives and stuff and be like, oh, she had. Now, we're in a shelter, so you have your hotel bed. She had it covered. <laughs> like, this was a bed made up of, like, you lived in leisure, you know, she was like, yeah, my man is out this week. Um, he's, you know, on tour. Girl, I, I couldn't. But like I said, I sat there and watched him for five days. It was okay. I, I didn't have no complaints. And when you're homeless and you're single and you don't have children, it's kind of hard if you are not working, right? It's kind of hard. Even if you do work, it's still kind of hard. Because the system, the way it's made, uh, and this is not the conversation. I'm just giving you a, a background. The system that's how it's made is designed for you to fail no matter what. So let's just say you're in the system. You have to be out by 9 o'clock, right? Everybody. you got to be out by 9 o'clock unless you have a doctor's note and you have a, a disease or something like that where you have to stay in. And you have to have how long you're staying. If it's five days, I have five days. Five days to six days, your ass better be outside at 9 a.m. I don't give a fuck where you go. I don't care where you go. You will not be here. And you have to be back by nine. Now, unless you have a schedule and they're going to call your job. Now, they don't call your job and say, and this is somewhat of a pride thing, but still, they don't call your job and talk to your manager and say, hey, you know, we're just confirming this is an agency. They go, this is New York City Homeless Division. <laughs> so now you got, especially if you got a boss that gossip, now everybody knows that you're homeless. So now you have to wait for your schedule and you have sometimes those bosses that take forever. Oh, I'm doing it. Oh, follow the schedule we had last week. Well, I need it written out so I can send it to the shelter. Because if you don't have that, now you're kicked out or you lose your bed. And every night, like clockwork, you have to come downstairs and sign a paper. You sign to come in. So they know you're here. But you have to come downstairs, stand online, and sign a paper stating that you're upstairs in your bed so you won't lose your bed. They can see you. They can know you. They All that. But you still, because the paperwork. Okay. So, now let's just say you use the same schedule. Now, you're at risk because this is where the phone call will come. But it all depends on who's working. And they can be like, oh, you, you're playing. You're lying. 
and they're sitting the same schedule to the office. And the next thing you know, you, you out of the system, you lost your bag. So now you got to wait 24 hours to go and find another bag. Now they have to, by law, pack all your shit up and sit outside. So the system is, that's why I tell people, have some, have, have some human courtesy when you're dealing with people that are homeless. They can look the part great. If you don't keep, and this is why I said I wasn't hating on her, because if you don't keep yourself upbeat, if you don't keep yourself in a positive mode, you will lose it. I had a young girl that tried to hang herself. From She grabbed the um, ropes from her, um, from her robe and the sheet. She wrapped it around her neck and she put it up on the bar on the ceiling and she tied it around and she jumped off to hang herself. They caught her. She was almost gray and I was so happy to see her. Maybe about two years later, I was so happy to see her. I didn't want her to take her life and she has a daughter. But that's how, that's how strenuous it is. So... Anyway, while I was laying down in those five days, I was thinking of ways of rebranding myself or promoting myself better and what I need to do and the words I need to say and the topics that's great to be discussed and what's going on out in the world, things like that, and how it all, you know, deals with spirituality. This young lady, yeah, I will say... She wound up moving because she packed all her stuff. She was like, I got me somewhere. And she laughed. So I wasn't mad at her. I wasn't. I wasn't. You know. Um, but she didn't stop. No matter what was stacked against her, she didn't stop. She wanted her own place. She wanted a lifestyle. She, you know, kept doing it. And in some words, if we think of it on a spiritual level, she was manifesting it. She was living like she already had it. She made her environment like it was already there. So I can't get mad at her. There's a young singer named Malik. I love him so much. Ah, man. Amazing human being, right? Amazing human being. Love his song. Love his music. Love that he doesn't give up. He was homeless. He was living under somebody's stairs. Some shit like Harry Potter. Amazing. And people told him, you know... Oh, you have to wait. You have to wait. Well, he created his own lane. He got to open up for a lot of artists. But no matter what, he didn't allow the things that were happening to him. His environment. None of that. He kept doing it. I, excuse me. I would take the neck break, breast, break, uh, the neck brace off. When I would do lobs and put it back on. Because you, you had to give yourself an hour, two hours to, you know, let your, your neck and stuff breathe and kind of exercise it a little bit. And then you throw it back on. So within the two hours is when I would do my lobs, right? And then I throw it back on. Um, like I said before, I don't know how to give up. I don't know how to stop. Because... I know that there's a destiny. I know that there's things I'm supposed to do. 
I know that God's spirit, whoever you want to give the title to, gave this to me. And like I said, I didn't look at the back part, the dark part, the part that no one speaks of. I didn't look at that. I didn't. I didn't look at that part. I looked at just, uh, oh my God, they're doing it. All right. I didn't look at what it entailed. I didn't look at, I didn't read the fine print. Ibai, as my godfather would say, you didn't read that fine print. No, I didn't. Behind it comes separation of family and friends and loved ones. Behind it comes sleepless nights. Behind it comes pain. Behind it comes bankruptcy sometimes. Behind it comes betrayal. Behind it comes deceit. Behind it comes embarrassment. Behind it comes loss of loved ones, dying, death, low self-esteem. I mean, it's a lot that comes with it when you're out here doing this. We can't pick and choose. Well, you can, but if you want it, you can't pick and choose the days that you want to do it and you can't do it. You can't sit back and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and then you don't produce nothing. You can't sit there and say, oh, well, I'll do it next time or because I'm doing this or I'm maybe moving or I'm going through a breakup or I went to the hospital. There's no off switch. I love E.T. Taylor. Right? The preacher. E.T. the preacher. He said, yo, I was homeless. My wife had fibromyalgia. Uh, you know, I was I was going through some things. Uh, man, you know, my moms didn't think I would do it. My pops, you know, he wasn't there. We were on welfare, EBT, all of that. He said, but I didn't give up. I would get up, do my content. Sometimes I have one, two people. I was giving it away for free. He said, and I was doing it. I was doing it. I was doing it. I was doing it. He said, I wanted it more than I could breathe. And when I heard that, I said, yo, that's me. That I saw myself. Right? And not only that, but he was giving the game to everybody when he started. Like, yo, you know, you want to bring everybody with you. Yo, come on. Come on. You know, yo, do this. Yo, get on this. Yo, you know, yo, this can help you. Yo, this, this. I'm not going to do it for you. I'm going to give you the tools so you can do it. I'm not going to go and catch the fish and give it to you. I want to teach you how to fish so you can, you don't never have to be hungry. But in this day and age, majority of the people, they want you to do it for them. And they'll reap the rewards. Oh, but I'm paying you. I would make commercials. I would make posters, flyers. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at first. I had my kids helping me. They were doing stuff. We were just doing it. And I'm like, damn, my daughter realized she had a talent as a graphic designer. Never went to school for it. And a graphic designer hit her up and said, yo, you have a raw gift. A raw gift. I love taking pictures. Right? Anywhere I go, if I see people, I'll be like, yo, let me do a photo shot. Because I see a location. Right? Before I see the people, I see the location and then I add the person in it. 
Because technically I'm bringing out the location. But the person is a, a added on, a bonus, right? And everybody told me the same thing. Yo, you need a good camera. Yo, you, a, you, you got a gift. You got an eye. But I was using that to help others. I was using that to promote others. I was using that. And I would tell them what to say, how to say it, how to act, how to conduct. I would give them the game that I sat and learned. Let me go back. That I sat and learned. I watched Oprah. I seen how she moved. I watched DJ Caleb. I watched Nipsey Hussle. I watched Rick Ross. Like, I didn't see them as entertainers. I didn't care about that. I mean, I love their music. Don't get it wrong. I love their shows. But I was watching... That behind the scenes, you know how they get extra stuff. And, you know, that's what I was looking at. And then I started reading. Then I started mimicking people that I know that had money around me. People that were starting business around me. I was seeing how, you know, they overcame the obstacles and how they overcame the diversity and how they overcame where their family and them were coming against them or, you know, when they had... All these situations that was coming up against them, how they still endured and they still kept going. They didn't use no excuse whatsoever. How bad do you want it? Is what E.T. said. How bad do you want it? In my mind, I said I wanted it more than breathing. You can take my air. I'm still going to get this. Right? That's why Eva, hey, my godfather, so always say, yo, ain't nobody out doing D. He said, what? Y'all, y'all, y'all have to do this. Anyway, I'll do it. I would come and sit with him and listen and remember those important parts. And I would write them down because the lessons were already in the stories. And I would ask questions, not about ceremony. And in the process, I will say that in the process, he said, hey, D, how do, how do we do that? Oh, Badrino, yo, you do this, this, and this. He said, say no more. And he went implementing, and his, he started seeing the progress. He started seeing the growth, right? And I remember, I didn't ask him. It was totally surprised to me. He said, yo, I started putting stuff online. I started, you know, branching out. Now I'm doing readings all over and I got people now coming to me. Somebody flew from Atlanta. I remember he was telling a story. He said somebody flew from Atlanta. And, you know, he said, because I started, he said, but you know what? I can't say I did it. Yo, this one right here, this one. He said, yo, she don't give a fuck how many times she'll do it wrong. She's going to get it right. And she going to, she, once she implement it and get it right, then she shares with everyone else. He said, all y'all people that's in here, I got to give thanks because she made it happen. I was like, yo, you know, nah, that's what we're supposed to do, right? So I've given game. I've given, you know, business advice, all of that to so many people. The funny part is they get mad, right? And this is what I had to learn. I had to sit back the other day. I had to sit back with this. They get mad when you progress. Now, you gave them the same game. You gave them the same plug. You gave them the same hookup. You gave them the same formula. They get mad because you're whatever you've said, you have implemented it, and you are using that so you can move forward. They get mad 
because they didn't do it. Majority of the times, I remember my godfather taught me this lesson, my godfather Abby. Last time I was at his house, right? My fact was due. Yeah, it was the last time I was at his house. He looked at me, he was teaching me something. He said, God, daughter, I don't see you writing. I don't see you with a book. And I thought about that and I was like, damn. So now I'm making a mental note, carry a book with me. Whenever I'm there with him, just pull it out, put the date and just start writing. Because we learn and we have to make notes. We have to make sure we keep these things because they are there to help us. Spirit puts you at the place and time where you need to be. How bad do you want it? And don't get mad at the other person because they went out and grabbed it. Now, yeah, that saying is true. Everything ain't for everybody. Everybody can't do what you do. You know, God bless you with your talent. We're all unique individuals. We can't be carbon copies, even though some people try. And it's funny because when they try, if I'm your content, I'm the one that birthed you. I'm the one that told you what to say. I'm the one that, you know, told you how to put together and all that. But when I'm the one that leaves, you should be able to do it. I remember when my I told my sister-in-law this. My brother is a hell of a cook. If anybody ever ate my brother food, my brother is a hella fried cook. Ghetto cook, that nigga is it. Man will. My sister-in-law been with my brother for umpteen years. If I'm around this nigga, me, my daughters, all of us, we writing down, yo, nigga, what you doing? All right, especially if it's something good, I'm going to copy that recipe. But I have to flip it because I need to make it vegan friendly. But I love what he did. Anything he makes, because his sons, he has two sons that are vegans. So anything he makes, he flips it and makes it another way, but vegan friendly, plant-based. So here it is. You've been around my brother all these years, all these years, hands on. You done been with him, sit in the kitchen, all of that. And you can't boil water. What were you doing? Nothing rubbed off on you. Nothing attached to you. You didn't learn how to make nothing. You can't know the lie, no shade. She can't even make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Not at all. You've been with him for umpteen years, more than 20 years. You can't make nothing. Nothing. You sat in the kitchen with him. You watched him cut up stuff. You didn't. So, when I hung around all these people, I watched. Things that weren't for me, I removed myself. Now that, I, I give Angel that part. Shout out to him, you know, for real. Because if it was something that I didn't need, he used to be like, excuse yourself. I didn't take it as offense. I didn't sit there and be like, what the fuck? I got up. And moved my ass out the way. Because that part wasn't for me. When my godfather, Ibae, when I told him, I said, nah, you know, because Angel needed help and stuff. And I was feeding saints and all that. He said, yo, he making you hot. You're going to be closed. So I went back and I told him, right? Like, yo, I can't do all that. You're going to make me clothes and don't do that. So I had to clean myself and do all that. And when I say that, let me break this down. When I say... 
it makes you close. You are you are learning things you should not be learning. You are doing things. I didn't have a reach. I didn't even have beads. I shouldn't be feeding nobody's pot. I, I wasn't scratched. I shouldn't have been feeding no Arisha. I shouldn't have been holding no animals. I shouldn't have been doing a yucky yucky. None of that because I wasn't licensed to do none of that. But he was allowing me to do it. And here I am thinking I'm doing things right. But it took an elder to say, nah, you're going you gonna to get yourself closed. A ruler is saying you're going to be closed. This is your warning. Go clean yourself, cool yourself down. Your head is hot. Oh, okay. So I did that. I was grateful for the experience, but I did that. When you are aligning yourself up to walk in your destiny, when you go sideways, too far to the left, too far to the right, the universe will send you a message to push you back. That, that's without a doubt. I'm a strong believer of that. When you go too left, they'll send you back. The same way with your egum, your spirits, your deities, whoever's guiding you, when people do you wrong, they'll remove people out your life. Be it blood, family, or friends. It's okay. I don't need to advertise. It's so much better when they remove them anyway. I ain't got to get my hands dirty. Okay. They see where their child or their baby is being manipulated, used, hurt. And you're doing things from your heart and you think you're helping. But see, the other end of that spectrum, the dog part that no one tells you, you can be helping someone, I mean, guiding them, doing all of that. And just like how I was in my Godfather house, I don't have a book. I ain't learning shit. Just like my sister-in-law, ain't nothing sticking to me. I want you to do everything. Well, now you're a thief and a liar. Because you seeing me do all of this. You see me sacrificing. You see me putting this plan together. You see me up even when it's days I don't want to be up. You see me doing all this and you're watching me. But you want the benefits, you don't want the hard work. Say it again. You want the benefits, you don't want the hard work. You want it given to you. So, now your spirits are sitting there saying, hey, that's not how it's supposed to work. It could be a very small misunderstanding. Or it could be somebody woke up, you know what, I ain't fucking with them. Now, some people will go to a person and be like, hey, you know, I see we're not friends. I'm not that person. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to let you know right now. I don't care. Somebody had to write me this long ass story. Oh, you know, I don't mess with you. Delete. You don't have to advertise to me. Especially if we weren't that close. Now with family, I didn't have family. Oh, I'm cutting you off. Okay. All right. The problem I have is don't cut me off. And then you want me back when you need something. Because I'm going to tell you now, keep that same energy. You cut me off. So make it work. Make it work. I have family members now that every time they get into new relationships, they treat their family like shit. Like for real. And I know people that do that. Once they get into a new relationship, oh my God. Fuck you and the horse you've been on. All of that. Then when the person comes out to be shit and dog them and diss them, then it's, Oh, I'm sorry. My life is... No, I don't feel sorry for you. I don't. But then they'll label me as I'm the evil one. I'm the wicked one. I'm the one that's heartless. 
Did you take notes? Did you see all the shit they did before that? Oh, well, we can't render evil for evil. I'm not. We can't match enemies, energies. I'm not. I learned that lesson the other day. I'm not matching no energies. If you want to be toxic, that's your ass. If you want to be retarded, that's you. I'm removing myself from the equation. Right? One takeaway, one is zero. So now you have nobody here at this table, at least when it comes to me, I'm taking everything that I might have brought here with me and I'm leaving. Bye. Now, if it's open and you done ate it, you can keep that. You can keep that. I don't want it. I'm taking what I got with me and my personal. I'm out. Say no more. See, people will want you to do everything and they do nothing. And when you're not used to that, it gets frustrating. But once you start seeing it and you start unpacking your shit on why it affects you so bad, because knowing you, like I was, a people pleaser. Oh my God, I'm going to go over and beyond because I didn't have a limit of helping people. I wasn't empathetic. I would come and shit. If I got to fight the person for you, if I got to go and stand in front of God, I would. While you over there living your fucking life, you don't even care what's going on. So I had to learn that. All I do is sit back. I offer. Same way when they was talking about the old dude for the year, they were saying that godparents have to teach their godkids and um, you have to start investing in yourself and putting yourself in order and, or you know, organizing your life, things like that. All right. Now, we can sit here and debate about a lot of things about this old do. But I do know that you have some godparents that will open the door. Hey, you want to learn? Come on this day. Or, hey, you know, I'm having something. Come on this day. Now, whenever I do a class, all my godkids that I put bees on, they don't pay. They just come. Come learn. Come learn. Come participate. I'm not here to break your neck. I'm not here to twist your arm. I'm not here to say, oh, no, um, you got to come. I'm not here to do that. The door is open. It's always open. Spoke of uh, how Shun is saying that we have to respect women, and but we have to get ourselves in order. We have to get ourselves in order. We got to invest in ourselves. We got to keep a clean environment. That's what this old dude breaks down to say. We got to keep a clean environment. We have to clean our bodies. Have to clean our bodies. Keep our bodies clean. That means going to the doctor, making sure your mouth is good, your stomach, your, your coochie, you know, your vagina. Let me, we all the adults. Your vagina. Making sure your anus is good. Making sure your skin. Drinking water. Drinking, um, drinking lots of water, um, researching the things that you say and post, um, remembering what you're saying and diversity. Everyone is welcome at the table, no matter what, whatever race, ethnic background, whatever it is, we all work. We're all welcome at the spiritual table. That's what the old dude speaks about. The old dude speaks about rectifying wrongs. Though do speaks about holding accountability, right? But it teaches about investing in you. 
You know how many people that were posting my page? Oh my God, I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh yes. Oh, Ifa, you're amazing. Oh my God, I'm going to sign up. Oh, I got you. And then when it comes, oh, you know, I have, I have things to do. I can't. You just, you wanted a following? Because everybody hit like under your name when you wrote, you going to follow Ifa Bea in a class? That don't impress me. You want to impress me? Levitate a car. That impressed me. Keep it up there. That that's that would impress me. All that other stuff, I don't worry about. And I've been like this. No shade, but I don't care. I've been like this, this part, since I was a kid. I don't look at what you say. I look at how you move. Hence why every year I look at people. I see how they do the whole year. And I promote them and put them out there for the year of the top 25, doing something to uplift the community. There's no, I'm going to do it and stop. I'm going to do it and I'm not going to do it no more. No, consistently, you know, consistently. And now I see so many people starting out the gate, like what? And the growth and the growth. I see so many people starting out the gate, like, yeah. I want you to keep that energy all year round. When I got crowned and I was going through initiations, I was Yawo. They told me a lot of people were going to die. So while I was Yawo, my cousin died like a lot of people died. And they were like, oh my God, you depressed? Nah. People die. I'm here. I'm left here to tell the story. Now, I'm not saying y'all have to be strong like me. Don't get it twisted. Let me say that, right? Let me put that disclaimer out there. I, I don't need you to be me. I need you to be you, your authentic self. But the only way you're going to get it, you got to go and get it. It's not going to be handed to you. This old dude speaks of that. Working for what you want. It'd be days I'd rather stay in bed and, you know, binge off of something on Netflix. I'd rather watch that. It'll be days where I'm like, yo, I'd rather be out here partying, doing this, drinking a cup of coffee, but I can't do that. I know I have responsibilities. Now I have to learn time management and setting limits and schedules instead of, but leaving a little room, margarine for what ifs. Leaving that always because we all always have to leave something because the universe and the world will pour a new experience, excuse me, in you. So I always have to leave room for that. But at the end, you can't allow obstacles to get in your way. And the Odu speaks of that. Going through the obstacles no matter what. Keep going. I was like, wow. And it was all elders. It was one young Babalao. But I said that. I said, yo, the elders are going to teach because they're tired. They're tired of this. Now, I understand these new age, new people. Oh, my God. Well, this elder did this. This elder did that. Listen, we all did something in our lifetime. I know I did a lot of shit. <laughs> hey, hey, I did a lot of shit. <laughs> hey, but as Sister Mars Jackson say, when you know better, you do better. That, that's it. 
If you want to hold my past against me, that's that's your miss out, not mine. Not mine. That's you missing out. You know how many people, oh my God, I would love to to be a part of your thing and stuff, but you know, you you don't speak to such and such or, or you don't, you know, you you said one time you pimp girls. I did. I did. I really did. I did. And I don't do it anymore. Now I learn how to elevate women, uplift women, building women's self-esteem. Who would better know how to do that? Because see, pimps, they don't make you or beat you into selling your body. They get in your mind first. You want to learn the, the street ways of how to uh, break a woman? Read anything by Iceberg Slim. He definitely show you how to create a bottom bitch. Without a doubt. When Dave Chappelle made a, a video about it, I said, wow, because my pops had us reading that, Donald Goins, all of that, Horse Son, all of that when we were younger. Ghetto knowledge can save a lot of people, <laughs> especially when you think you live in a glass house and you haven't been through it. I know people... Like, for real. Um, my daughter's godfather is a monster. God bless the dead. He's passed away now, right? It's a monster back in the day. And this girl, well, she's not a girl. It's a grown-ass woman. She idolized the street life, right, in her mind. She idolized the street life. I didn't know that until I spent uh, half a day with her. She idolized the street life. Like... She, you couldn't tell her, like, yo, I want to be a hustler. I want to be a drug dealer. I want to smack bitches. I want to do all that. She idolized that part. She idolized the part when the feds come and knock on your door, tear that motherfucker down and take you in, and you under that hot motherfucking lamp. That, that fluorescent. Where you getting either judged by 12 or carried by 6. See, they, they, they don't see that part. They don't see that part where motherfuckers will put a gun to you and everybody's head and... Take whatever you have. Uh-uh. Because you 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 not running with. You haven't earned no street cred. And pressure on a pipe make it burst. So you ain't been under that pressure. So uh -huh. she idolized that. And I'm sitting there like, why would you idolize that? Like, out of anything, I would have idolized, you know, better in myself. I would have found people with you know, property and stuff. But it's the duality. It's the mirror. I hunt the street. I can go wherever and be comfortable. And I go by myself. I don't have an entourage. I don't have people with me. I done, everywhere I went, I went by myself. <laughs> I, I, I don't like flying with people anyway. It makes me feel uncomfortable because I like to relax. I don't want to talk to nobody. Give me my headphones. Let me put on a movie if I'm going across the water. And if I'm going just somewhere where it's an hour flight or a half an hour, just give me my headphones. Let me listen to music. Look out the window and just chill. I don't have time to sit here and worry about who's doing what and if the plane is secure. If I need to sit in a window seat or an aisle seat, I ain't got time for that. 
My job is to pray before I fly off. Get me there safe. Give me some safe traveling mercy. Get my ass down. Go re- see where I'm going at. You know, go after I finish the job, have a few minutes to look around. And I always tell people, show me your world through your eyes. Show me your home through your eyes. And that's how I do that. That I don't have time to be doing all the extra. You know? <sighs> My people, if you don't take anything else out of this podcast, out of this year, there's telling you to endure, overcome. Yes, take a day off to rest if you have to. Rejuvenate yourself. But don't stop because of consistency, discipline, focused. I remember I was smoking black and mouths. And I was smoking those shits like cigarettes. And everybody used to tell me, right? Because I'm hardhead. Hardhead make a soft ass, though. Everybody used to tell me, yo, that eats the lining of your stomach, man. Yo, you should be careful. Ah, uh, fuck you. Right? That, that was my reply. Because I quit smoking cigarettes. I, I, I don't drink. So, two people gave me this reality, right? And I was like, damn. First person said, how can you teach health and telling people how to be healthy when the first example is you? And you sitting here smoking something that's destroying your stomach. Now, I'm telling you that I wanted all of this, but I wanted it like I was breathing. But no one tells you of the dark parts that come with wanting. That means changing. That means eating healthy. That means building up your stamina. You can't start a company or business and you out here promoting and doing all of this. What you going to do? Sit on your ass all day? That's not going to help. How you going to, how can you produce a, a product or anything if you're tainted? Yeah, I'm talking about this and I may lose some followers or people may come for me. Great. But it's, it needs to be talked about. How do you, that's like me going to a beautician and her hair is always fucking nappy. And her hair is dirty. I'm not going to you. You don't even take care of your own shit. That's like me going to a health guru and you are sick. No. What are you teaching? No. You can say what you want. I don't care. But that's the dark part because people want followers. Oh, my God. You can still do it. And I'm going to follow. I don't give a fuck. It needs to be talked about. It needs to be addressed. So, anyway, I was sitting there. I'm looking at the girl like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? People... People ain't worrying about me. No, no, no. You're saying, you know, you got to be healthy. And you say you got to do this. And you, you know, you teaching all of this. But you smoking some shit that's going to kill you. Then my doctor. He said, you know, you have, uh, you got to get surgery in your stomach. What? He said, yeah, you know, the linings and stuff. And you getting sick. He said, listen, smoke cigars, right? I said, ah, they're black and mouth. He said, cigars. They're not cigarettes. He said, you're inhaling them. You're smoking them. Like you're smoking cigarettes. He said, my, outside of my personal opinion, that's cool. Hey, he said, but health-wise, it's killing you. He said, it's going to kill you. Your breath is going to start getting shorter. Uh, ailments, your body, everything. He said, that breaks it down. He said, and you telling, because every time I would go there, I would talk about, you know, my company and how I did my live and they'll watch my live. He said, you talk about so much on your live. He said, so now I'm going to ask you, are you doing this just for, like, you, the very people you talk about? Are you doing this? And 
you're promoting people, but you, you yourself is not even following it. How you want to administer medicine that you never even tried? You haven't even put to use. He said, ain't you your own walking billboard? He said, I'm just saying something to think about. When I sat on the mat, they told me, can't smoke or drink. Death is at the end. And from that day forward, I quit. It wasn't easy. I was miserable. I was mad. It has been six years, going on seven, that I have been smoked. And I'm grateful each and every day. Because I can tell you, honestly, let's heal. Let's be on this healing journey. And we can heal together. Because I did half of my work. Half. I ain't finished. I ain't complete. I ain't whole. But I don't smoke. I stop eating meat. I'm a vegetarian. I was still eating cheese. I stopped eating that. I ate vegan cheese made from cashew. I started drinking more water. I wasn't doing that. I was drinking tea and tea and tea and tea. Now, before I got initiated, I was drinking coffee. I drink like 14 cups a day, but it was killing me. So then I started using because so I can sleep. I'm telling you the shit I was doing. I was self-medicating myself. I would take painkillers so I can go to sleep or sleeping melatonin and all of that so I can sleep. I weaned myself off of it. You have to remember, you starts with you first. Starts with you. People don't care what you say. People see what you do. They don't care what you say no more. People don't care what you say. They see what you do. They see the product. They see, okay, if you telling me to eat right, you telling me to exercise, you telling me to detox myself from people, you telling me to remove things and set healthy boundaries. Well, I still see you hanging around with those same people you talk about. I still see you running around in mess. I still see you gossiping. I don't see you producing nothing. Okay, yeah, you doing a little podcast. That's great. But where's the growth? Where's the things that you say we should do? Are you doing that? When shit get wrong, you telling me to continue. But when shit get wrong, you fold. You sitting over there licking your moon like, I can't do it. So how you, how you trying to motivate me? Take that same fucking energy and motivate yourself. <laughs> I know I'm speaking fact right now. I remember telling someone, yo, when you talk, Speak clearly, right? I'm not, listen, my vernacular is horrible. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. But speak clearly. Don't mumble. And then you want to raise up. No, speak clearly. You want to see how you are reacting to the crowd, how you're connecting with the crowd? Turn the volume up after you do a loud. See, are you using your hands too much? Are you moving your neck too much? You know, are you, are you standing with good posture? Are you stay, sitting with good posture? Like all of this plays into it. Oh, I don't want to do all of that. You do it for me. No. So what I did was I took it all and added it back to me. 
And I had to sit down and look in that mirror instead of a magnifying glass and pinpointing everything wrong with people and started pointing it back to me. Start looking at my life. How I am impacting me. Me first. So is me first. How is this relevant to me? How will this help me? Even the stuff I post, how is it, is it elevating and helping me? First. I'm not worried about throwing subs and worried about talking about people. I don't care about them. This is me first. I'm sharing my experience with you. How? How is it you say you want to run this, you want to do this, you want to do that, but you're not putting no work into it? Oh, the number one, the number one story I always hear. Oh, because I'm waiting for the money. Uber has no car. Cash App has no bank. No one worried about startup money. They had an idea. And that idea, they made into a reality. And from there, it took off. So now we can branch out. They are showing you how. The blueprint is right there. Tired of, because I can't speak for y'all, I can speak for me. I saw the map and the candle. I took the fucking candle and I burnt the map and I blew the candle out and I sat there for a minute. Allowing other people to feed off of my table while I sit on the floor and eat the scraps that they left. And Oshun said, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, ma'am, <laughs> no, ma'am, no, ma'am. And guess what? The most important advice she ever gave me, don't ask people. If you're unsure about something, ask me or ask a ruler, not people. You know how I many people have offered, oh my God, because I need to feed Ogun. Oh my God, I know someone, I'll do it. I know someone. And right when I walk in the door, I hear her say, nope, mm -mm. nope, mm -mm. nope, mm -mm. And people have asked, and no shade. I love them all. I think they're amazing people. Thank you. She said, uh-uh, nope, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I, no, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God, thank you. And it's okay. I still love them. I didn't take anything away from them, and I thank them for their offer. Thank you. But you know what I'm so grateful for? Because down the road, it didn't happen to me. I just saw it. I saw them. I saw how they acted, where they've helped someone. And they dogged them out. Dogged them out. I did this for her. Eh? So she stopped me. No, no, no. Uh-uh. No. I don't question why she say no. No is no. Okay. She said no. No. It's okay. No. She know more than I do, honey. And I'm going to follow her. She told me. Not what she told me. So no is no. But you will wait down the line. You wouldn't even know. And Next thing you know, I did this, and yup, I did this, and I did this. And you be like, well, damn, what if I have had them, her, him, them, they feed my goon? They would have been saying this about me and saying the signal. And what if he said he didn't want me to tell nobody or share with the world just yet or whatever? Or what if I said the wrong name or got it, made a mistake? They're going to tell all my business. She know what she's doing. Thank you. So I took it internal and I made it fit for me. So rest assured, you want it? How bad do you want it? 
because there's no hiccups. Catch me tonight.